Hey out there in podcast land, welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we're looking at the Word of God through the lens of care, caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Well, today I'm going to change things up a bit. And although we will continue to go through all 150 psalm, psalms, I, I want to intermingle between them the promises of God. How does that sound? So, promise one. I'll be reading from the New International Version, coming from Joshua, the 43rd verse, through the 46th verse. No, through the 45th verse. And it reads, So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as, he, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Oh, how much I think we need to be reminded of this during these turbulent times. Not just in our own lives, but in the world. Everything is so accessible now with the internet. We get a front row seat to everything that is occurring today. And whereas this could cause some anxiety, right? Seeing all of the craziness in the world. I think for us, it, we could take it as an opportunity to remember that God never fails. This scripture is the um, showing the beginning of the fulfillment of the promise that God made to Abraham. And guess how many years ago God made that promise to Abraham? At least 600 years. I'm not going to try and tally it up exactly, but, it, you know, it, it was a long time. Because remember, the children of Israel were um, in bondage in Egypt for 420 years and that's way that's way after Abraham right but if we look at God's track record right of fulfilling his promises we can see that although he will make good on all of them it takes a while for them to come to pass the promise of a son to Abraham was made when Abraham I believe was 76 years old and I think Isaac was born when David was in his 90s. That's a long time. Remember Joseph? Joseph saw the dream of him being chancellor of Egypt. And I'm just using that term chancellor. But remember, he was only second. He was uh, he was um, second to the Pharaoh. But it, it took over, what, 20 years for that to occur? Remember, he was sold by his brothers, right? Then he worked for Potiphar for some time. Then he was in prison, remember? And then after he got out of prison, he wasn't in prison for like a day or so. He was in prison for a long time. And then he did the dreams of the cupbearer and the bread maker. And it wasn't until two years after the cupbearer, you know, was released that he remembered David. And David, not David, he remembered um, Joseph. And then Joseph interpreted the Pharaoh's dream. And then there were seven years of good harvest and then seven years of famine. So count all that up. That's good. What, 30 years, perhaps, 
from Joseph seeing, you know, the dream of the stocks bowing down to him, whatnot, to him actually being in that position, right? The children of Israel were located into Cana, which was their promised land, because that's where Abraham, God told Abraham to go to, go to a land where I will show you. They were in Cana at first. That was the promised land to them. And they relocated from Cana to Egypt as a result of Joseph now being in Egypt. And then they stayed there for the over 400 years and then they were freed, right? They were freed and then they wandered in the wilderness for what, 40 years before they returned back to Cana, which is the land God had promised. Thus the fulfilling of the promise of God that he made to Abraham, that Abraham would be a mighty nation. It's a long time is what I'm saying. But also what I want to lift up is let us not forget Ishmael, who is also the father of many nations. And there's some argument out there that Ishmael is the father of the Arab community, but then others disagree. So it's kind of just out there. Um, Some say you really can't prove that. Um, But I know that Ishmael's descendants are in the Bible. And when we come upon those, I will be, um, hopefully I'll remember to point those out to you. But he had descendants as well. And I bring in Ishmael because I want you to see how God does fulfill his promises. Who was the promise made to about Ishmael? This was a pop question. It was made to both Abraham and Hagar. It was made to um, Hagar first. Remember, she became pregnant. Sarah was feeling, you know, some kind of way because now she conceived, which was the exact thing that she wanted her to do, right? And started treating her harshly. And (laughs) Hagar said, bump that. So she ran away. An angel appeared to Hagar and tells her that she'll have a son and that he will grow up to be a wild donkey of a man and that his descendants would be numerous. And therefore, she should go back and submit herself to Sarah and Abraham, which she does. And remember, this is when this woman, Hagar, a lower class woman and a woman and an Egyptian woman, so a woman of color, so to speak, gave God his first name, El Rohi, the God who sees me. We've talked about this before. You can check it out in Genesis 16. Second, the promise was made to Abraham when Sarah, once again, realizing what she had done was wrong, now sees both Ishmael and Isaac kind of growing up together. And she wants Isaac to get all of, you know, Abraham's wealth because Abram would split it. Technically, Ishmael is the firstborn. And so she tells her husband to send Hagar and Ishmael away. Abraham being a father, that's his kid. He's reluctant. God speaks to him and says, it'll be okay. Send the child and the woman away. I will bless Ishmael and he will become a nation because he was Abraham's son. But that the blessing specifically that God had promised to Abraham would come through the line of Isaac. What I want us to take away from today's episode is that God blesses us through our mistakes. (laughs) He didn't have to bless Ishmael. He actually could have just allowed whatever to happen to Ishmael because that's not who God was going to deliver the, you know, the, um, the, that's not who Jesus was going to be born from (laughs) because that's the ultimate promise, right? 
Jesus was going to come from the tribe of, of the lineage of David. David was going to be from the tribe within Ishmael's, I mean, Isaac's bloodline. So, you know, God didn't have to promise anything about Ishmael, but he did. And so make no mistake what um, Abraham, you know, going on his own to producing a son through Ishmael wasn't what God told him to do. Abraham allowed Sarah to influence him to do something other than wait on God. Now, we could debate whether that was a sin or not, and I'm not speaking of the sexual act with Hagar, but the sin of not really waiting on God, but acting on his own behalf, or in this case, acting on the influence of his wife. That act of not waiting on God, we could, you know, argue for or con whether that was a sin or not. But in spite of that, God blesses Ishmael because of his love for Abraham. Now, here's another pop question for you. Does God love you less than he loved Abraham? I'm waiting. I can't hear you. The answer better be no. (laughs) He doesn't. He loves you just as much as he loves Abraham. He loves me just as much as he loved Abraham. And Abraham is now with him in glory. So I want you to know that no matter what God has promised you, It will come to fruition. It'll just take some time. And that he can still bless you through your mistakes. Isn't it wonderful that our God knows that we're not perfect? (laughs) Knows that we're going to screw up and still works out things for our good. That's what Paul was talking about. To take a bad situation, Ishmael, and work it out for good. And we have to be ready Not that we have to be ready, but remember, we've already had the lesson on trusting and waiting on God. That's what we did prior to the Psalms, right? Because the waiting can take a long time. And, you know, we could speculate about why we have to wait for certain promises. Some of it is because God has to prepare us to receive what we're asking for. We're so naive in thinking that we're ready for something right now. Other things are God has to, you know, ensure that the landscape, for lack of a better word, is ready to receive the blessing that we're asking for. Other people are involved. Other issues are involved that he has to go ahead and work through before it comes to play. We we have no idea. And then sometimes in preparing us, it's getting us to the to the point where we will trust him for a day, for two days, for a year, for two years, for three years, for 12 years, for me with mama, you know, for on and on to build that relationship where we just trust God, as Abraham did. So this season of caring for your loved one is a season that I want you to determine to just dig your heels in and trust God, to set your mind on trusting the one who died for you, trusting the one whose image you are formed in, trusting the one who wakes you up each day, trusting the one who gives his angels charge over you to keep you safe, Trusting the one who holds heaven and earth in his hands. Promise one, God never fails. Therefore, he will never fail you. Holy, magnificent God, we come praising your name this day for being the God who never fails. You never fail. And we just thank you for that. Forgive us for trying to give you our own attributes because we fail all the time. And sometimes we forget that you are God 
you don't fail us. Help us to rest in that as we go through this season of caregiving where things may not look promising. Help us to hinge on to the fact that your your promises are good and you promise to never leave us or forsake us. Help us to lean on that. Help us to lean on the fact that even though we may be in a bad situation, that our loved one, you will be calling home soon, that it will still work out for their good as well as ours, and you will have glory as a result of that. Help us to get our minds off of ourselves and totally focus on you, the bright and morning star, the God who never fails, the God who sees us and who will never forsake us. Thank you for being that God that we can always count on to do the best thing in our lives. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, God never fails. Go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.